0: The Click & Go Travel Podcast, fueling your wanderlust with far-flung off-the-beaten-track destinations to just across the water and everything in between. And we're back this week to talk about the Central European cities and also like the Christmas market
1: yeah. Piece. yeah.
0: So welcome, Paul.
1: Thank you very much, Jill. How are you? Good. Looking forward to chatting about Prague and Vienna and Budapest, some of my favourite, favourite places.
0: Which one out of those three probably just starting too early to ask but what um, would be your
1: favourite? It would be between Vienna and Budapest and, and, and if you had asked me two months ago I probably would have said Vienna but I was and I was back in Vienna last month and in Budapest on the same trip but I really I, do you know what I really got to see the benefit of visiting a city more than once okay. I'd only been to Budapest before once and um, this was going back and it's just so much easier. You get a better—I think—you get a better impression of a city second time round. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I like—I've been to Prague. I couldn't tell you how many times. Like because yeah. uh, you know, Prague, Czech Republic, as 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 it's now known, Czech, Czechia, Budapest, Hungary, and and Vienna, Austria. Prague and Budapest, kind of prior to the nineties, were not really city break destinations that we could do because of the kind of communist satellite piece and and all of that. Vienna has always been a very accessible and easy to reach city and has to be like the most elegant and stylish of the European cities. It just oozes elegance, money, (laughs) wealth, charm. If, If we do this as a kind of a chat about Prague and then Vienna, maybe Budapest. But it's very easy to combine. Yeah. You know, you could you could do Prague and Vienna. You could do Budapest and Vienna. I don't think I would do three at once, but you yeah. could definitely into one and out of the other. And, and you know, because of the way they're geographically located is kind of in the middle of these okay, two. So, so to it's, it's very easy to, to do so. But let's let's not yeah, dwell on that one yeah. because there's so much to do in the cities themselves.
0: Yeah. Okay, so we can start with the who flies from Dublin to Prague.
1: So for Prague, um, it's Erlingus and Reinier, pretty yeah. much year round. Um, good service. And uh, unfortunately, Prague is not served out of any of the regional airports. Okay. So for Prague, it is a Dublin option only yeah. but it's year round and because you have Aer Lingus and Ryanair on the route yeah. it tends to be very good value for money because wherever we have the two airlines competing we see value. value so it's yeah. I would say Prague is pretty much a daily service the, when you yeah. combine all of the flights from the from the various carriers.
0: And Vienna would be the same as, uh, Vienna, in terms of
1: Yes, Vienna is both Aer Lingus and Ryanair and for Ryanair you'll often be flying on one of the Lauda aircraft okay. which is part of Ryanair. Yeah. So Vienna again like Prague is not accessible or there are no flights currently out of Shannon or Cork Um, but out of Dublin it's year round and again with that competition we'll see the flight price is good. Budapest also, Erlingus and Ryanair direct pretty much daily, good volume of flights but we have Budapest out of Shannon which is really great with Ryanair so a very good weekend city break option for anybody based in the Shannon area.
0: Yeah. Very good. So let's say uh, we'll kick off with Prague. Um, mm. So in terms of the distance from the Prague airport to the city centre, how how far would you say it is? Oh,
1: it's about, it's just under 20 Ks from the city centre. And again, well-connected public transport or taxi options. You'll be in the city centre 30 minutes max. Yeah. Easy to do. Yeah. I went Lovely to Prague. It's a, it's a very nice airport to get yeah. in and out of. Very pleasant.
0: Yeah. And also just with the. Kind of the Christmas market season coming up, all these destinations are fabulous for Christmas markets.
1: Uh, listen these these destinations, these cities are cities that are worth visiting 12 months of the year. Yeah. but if you are thinking of going kind of end November all through December and even the first week of January, you have an extra good reason to visit in yeah. terms of the Christmas markets. And sometimes people think the Christmas markets are a bit cringy. They're not. Yeah, They just add an entire flavour. Like, as I said, 12 months of the year, these cities are worth visiting. But in the winter time, I think the colder weather, you know, the, the kind of lights, the illuminations, all yeah. of that, adds to the feel of these cities. Yeah,
0: winter wonderland and yeah. Christmas. Like when we talk about
1: the Spanish cities, you can't help but think of sunshine. Yeah. But when you talk about Prague, Vienna, Budapest, I think you think kind of gluevine, warm drinks, coffee shops, elegant buildings, Tasty winter. <laughs> you know and and, and the Christmas markets are just brilliant so the Prague Christmas market pretty much runs all of December and the first week of January and you've you've part of that you've you've different Christmas markets you'll have a Christmas market in Wenceslas Square and you'll have a Christmas market in Old Town Square or Starmesto
0: So there's a few different ones that you can go visit and like
1: Prague Prague for anybody who has been It's almost like being on the set of Disneyland. Like when you look at the buildings, the style and the elegance of those buildings.
0: That's fairy tale stuff. It's amazing. And it
1: is so walkable. It is so easy. And then you have like from the old town square, you walk down through the cobbled streets and through all the beautiful old buildings. And you come to Charles Bridge, which is that, you know, iconic image of I think it was the Crunchy Ad or the the Flake Ad. Yeah. And and the girl was on Charles Bridge and Charles Bridge is purely pedestrianised. Yeah. Medieval bridge spanning the river. I think it's the Vlatava. And uh, oh my God, like it is multi-pillared yeah. all the way across. Really exceptional bridge day or night time it is just amazing it is so romantic so many people get engaged there get you know proposed to um there's a there's a kind of statue where you 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 rub the statue and it's a kind of sign that you're going to go back to prague
0: yeah Ah, that's lovely Mm. and and what would be your top things to do other than kind of the christmas markets to do in prague
1: so outside of the christmas markets we've talked about charles bridge from the lake ad everybody loves it and charles bridge connects the old town the kind of main city center area of prague with Prague Castle, which is on the other side of the Vltava yeah. River, so Prague Castle overlooks the town it, yeah. and is is on the kind of we call it the far side of the city, as against where you're likely to stay. You're likely to stay more around Old Town Square and that side of, of Prague. So Prague Castle, like, is not like a castle you've seen. It is an entire district. It yeah. is enormous. It covers a vast area. On a hillside overlooking the city, the views are amazing. The tours in the castle itself are just incredible. The castle is almost like a town. Yeah, you know, and and you enter from the main gate, and you have the you have the cathedral, St Vitus Cathedral, and you have the castle, and you have the whole story of the, the history of Prague Castle. So Prague Castle is a half day, like yeah, easily, and usually starts at the entrance up near the cathedral, and they bring you right down. To the, almost to the river area from where yeah. you can cross over Charles Bridge. Old Town Square we've talked about, close to Old Town Square you have the Jewish Quarter and it is a beautiful historic area with the old synagogue, the Jewish Museum and that beautiful little cemetery. It's a tiny little cemetery. Yeah,
0: we went in there. Yeah, and it, it has all the
1: little stones that people put on the gravestone. I think it's a really nice thing for, for the Jewish community when they visit a cemetery to place the stone. Yeah. Um, you know, to say I've been here, I have yeah. visited, and and you'll see these little mini piles of stones on the gravestones, very very moving, very interesting. Um, and then back over on the other side, where Prague Castle is, you'd have Petron Hill and the Observation Terrace. So you know, there's some similarities between Prague and Budapest in that the in, in that the city is divided by the river, yeah. And you have a hilly side, which is the Prague Castle side yeah. in this case, and then you have Old Town Square, um, great metro system, great public transport, um, really just the most picture postcard kind of place you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, lovely shops, clubs, restaurant, bars, had a bit of a reputation going back um, to being kind of stags and hens but that's yeah. all being cleared up and a lovely thing to do in Prague as is the case in Budapest is to do a river cruise because I think when you see the city from the water you get an entirely different, different.
0: Experience. Yeah, exper-
1: it is mm. just, you, you really get to feel that architecture. There's great opera houses, there's great music in Prague, there's incredible concerts, you know, and that's the kind of classical imperial elegance that you'll see in all of these cities. So for all of these cities, think about, you know, raising the bar culturally, think about yeah. doing the opera, um, going to a concert, going to, you know, one of the classical Mozart concerts. Think about doing that because it's it really is the place to do it.
0: Yeah. And when we were there, we had these, uh, they're called chimney cakes. Did you ever, it's like kind of like a donutty dough piece and you have ice cream inside it. No. It's delicious. That would be my food
1: tip. (laughs) The other thing for Irish people in Prague, because like most Irish homes, you may not know this, but most Irish homes have a statue. The statue used to be on the window. I've heard about this, yeah. The statue was the child of Prague. Prague. And just on the far side of Charles Bridge heading towards the Castle District, you know, you walk in a little bit uh, and into the left, there is the church where the Child of Prague is maintained. And they dress and they change the robes on the statue every single day in this church. And for Irish people, I think it is just (laughs) so reminiscent because most of us of a certain age can remember the Child of Prague statue at the landing. And obviously, most of the Child of Prague statues at some point or other were knocked off their plinth and the head was kind of stuck <laughs> back on. But yeah, I would I would add in the fun things to do would be to do um a visit to the church of the child of Prague.
0: And also that astronomy clock as well was Yeah. Fantastic oh, well that's to in Old Town Square, the yeah. Old the Town astronomical clock. clock. So, so yeah. that's
1: in Star Mesta, our Old Town Square, close to the Jewish quarter. And like people just stand every fifteen yeah. minutes and watch these figures come out, life-size figures coming out of the clock. And like
0: the cogs of the clock and it's just, it's Ah, fantastic to see. It's really, really nice. Amazing. Yeah. Right. Well, we hop over to Vienna. Yes. So, in terms of the distance from the Vienna airport to the city centre again, how So, again,
1: like Vienna airport, less than 20 kilometres outside of the city. Now, when we say 20 kilometres, that feels a bit more than Dublin because Dublin is only, you know, 10 or thereabouts. But Vienna is really well connected, as you can imagine, as yep. are most airports. Unlike Dublin, by train, <laughs> so you can get a train from Vienna Airport. You'll be in the city centre within twenty minutes, or get a taxi. You'll be in the city centre in twenty minutes from taxi. So
0: yeah, easy, ready.
1: well connected.
0: Very good. And in terms of the Christmas markets for Vienna this year, the yeah the they dates? start
1: slightly earlier. Okay. They start kind of mid-November and they run up until the day after Christmas Day. Okay, so. Do check, if you're looking at the Christmas markets, Yeah, each city can have a slightly different start and end date. Yeah. So for Vienna, they are one of the earlier starters. They're out of the blocks on the 11th of November and they finish on the 26th yeah. of December. But it is just uh, yeah. like, you know, again, this we were talking about imperial cities. Vienna is an imperial city. It was the head of the Austro-Hungarian Empire at the time. You have like the entire city was built by the royal family for parading in their carriages, their horses to parade through. You have these rings that go right around the centre of the city, you know, and they're not really rings. They're kind of like half circle. Okay. And then they kind of move out from the city centre because, again, you have the Danube on one side. Yeah. And then, you know, the city is mainly inland from the Danube. But you have these stunning rings with all of these palaces, which are now spectacular hotels. um, And also St Stephen's Cathedral, like a lovely, it's just, it's also, I have to say, the best city in Europe for New Year's Eve, by far.
0: I remember you said that it's the...
1: Yeah, Yeah. you'll struggle to get accommodation on New Year's Eve for anybody who hasn't booked for this year. Try it. There may be some rooms there, you know, there's always something. Um, But it is just incredible. They turned the city into an outdoor concert venue. Wow. but they have like 20 different stages maybe through the city. Okay. So from the town hall to St. Stephen's Cathedral to different parts of the of the inner city. And they'll have different music going on. Like when we were there, it was Tina Turner tribute bands, Robbie Williams tribute bands, oh, Abbott tribute cool. bands. Then you'd have classical music, you'd have classical dancing, you'd have opera, you'd have so something for everyone and it starts at 7 in the evening and people just walk you have over a million people attend the New Year's Eve celebrations every year in Vienna they don't need to promote it they don't need to tell anybody about it it is so and it's free like yeah you buy your drinks and your food but it's absolutely free to everybody who is there so for a a New Year party with a difference
0: Vienna
1: yeah, nothing touches Vienna
0: very good. And have you been to Vienna many times?
1: Yeah, and I yeah. was there. I, I did a river cruise last month and the ship departed from Budapest and sailed along the Danube and our first stop was Vienna. So I okay. was back in Vienna uh, last year. And again, it was just, it, it was a bit like what I was saying about Budapest. Yeah. Sometimes you need to go back a second time to really get a feel for a city. We're, I think we're in, you know, clearly we're in the habit of tick box for Yeah you know, I've done that city, I've done that city, I've done that city, I've done that city. I I think maybe it is worth revisiting cities after a period of time just yeah. to get a different feel because it'll feel change, totally different. Yeah. It do, yeah, the buildings become don't. More,
0: but yeah, it become more modern. We do. And, and, yeah. and,
1: you know, these are cities. These are living, breathing cities, big populations, great things to see, museums always changing. Uh, you know, so it was just great to be back in Vienna and kind of having a sense of not having to do the things I had done the first time around, like we had done the Belvedere Palace and the Schaumbrunn Palace the first time. So these are some of the Belvedere Palace being right in the centre. Yeah. Great Art Museum there now, the Klimt Museum, the Klimt paintings are, are, uh-huh. are housed there, a lot of them. And then the Schonbrunn just outside the city, more elegant, incredible gardens. Um, UNESCO World Heritage Site, just out of this world. Okay. And St Stephen's Cathedral in the centre is very much the centre. But yeah, it's a lovely feel and if you are a coffee and cake fan, oh, yeah. Vienna is it. Okay. You could just have half days of, you know, afternoon coffee, morning coffee and just chill and watch the world go by. And the Austrians have, have style. They are just elegant. It is very comfortable, very yeah. safe, very easy to get around, lots to see. Not the cheapest in the world, but not yeah. expensive. Like when we're doing it price-wise... You won't see a huge difference between Prague, Vienna and Budapest. Yeah. Budapest will probably come in cheapest, followed by Prague or, you know, the yeah. two of them t- tend to tend rival to, each other yeah. in terms of the value. Vienna might be a little bit more expensive, but not more. And another nice thing that you can very easily do from Vienna, you can get a train to Bratislava, which okay. is the capital of Slovakia. Okay, And that's only 40 minutes on wow. the train. Yeah.
0: That's you know, because
1: Vienna, Vienna as, as the capital, is quite easterly in Austria. Austria okay. is a very long country. yeah, uh, And Vienna is over to the eastern side, so very, very proximate to Slovakia. And as I was saying, it's also an option to do Prague and Vienna, into Prague, out of Vienna. We yeah. could tailor make that for you or into Vienna and out of Budapest okay, or vice versa.
0: The other way around. And in Vienna, would there be any particular areas to stay in or is it?
1: Um, like everything that we have is is close to the centre yeah. anytime I've been like the, the the last time we were on the ship um, time before that we stayed very close to the Belvedere Palace okay. I like that as an area if you're close to the centre rings it can be very expensive okay Vienna is a city where you don't have to be right in the centre 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 um, because that is the domain of the five stars and you yeah. really pay you can be just a little bit out because they're public transport they're tram systems it's just incredible. Yeah. It's so easy to get around.
0: And in terms of the food tips, would you have any suggestions for Vienna? Yeah,
1: well, Vienna, home of Schnitzel. Yeah. Which, you know, is just gorgeous. Um, really tasty. Some great beer houses there. It's all about warm, cosy food. Yeah. And also the coffee shops. And the coffee shops are on a style equivalent to the likes of Bewley's and Grafton okay. Street. Okay.
0: Yeah. Old
1: wow. style. You know, you go in and... and Time kind of stands still and and you take your time and you spend longer over your coffee and you have amazing cakes and you chat and you chill and you plug out. Enjoy. Yeah. So, you know, it really can be a very, very relaxing city to visit. Great. Yeah. And Christmas market's beautiful, as we said, mid November to to 26th of December. So just enjoy it and do it. And again, amazing opera house, amazing culture, amazing music. So lots, lots of experience,
0: yeah, and we will we finish off with Budapest then. Yes, perfect. Great. Um, in terms of the again the distance from the airport to the city centre.
1: Yeah, so this is really um, I remember this because like we did that thirty one August or thereabouts, and it is a bit further out. Budapest Airport is about twenty five k's from the city centre. Ferengi, Franz Liszt Airport, I think, is what it's called. There is no train. Yeah. from Budapest Airport, but there is a bus service. The 100E goes every 30 minutes yeah. um, from the airport right into the centre, right into the pedestrian Ter centre of Budapest. The 100E bus is four euros per person wow. each way. It runs 24-7. That's great. So it is a very, very cheap option to get in to the city centre yeah. in Budapest. That said, if you're in a cab and there's you know, three or four of you, the taxi is not going to be that much more when you split the cost. Yeah. So, and the taxi is going to bring you, hopefully, to the door to, of your hotel. Yeah. So, it's more convenient. But, uh, yeah, even though it's that little bit further out, the bus, a very cheap option if there's one or two of you, four euros each way, the 100E, Yeah. 30, every 30 minutes it departs to the airport. So, yeah. and goes right to the city centre of Budapest.
0: Great. And uh, the Christmas markets in Budapest as well are oh, amazing.
1: Stunning. Like, they go... I think kind of again um kind of mid November 18 24 November it varies every year. Yeah. right up until New Year's Eve. Okay. So they run all of December and they either take in the last week in November or the last two weeks in November. Okay. So it's just the the start date can move a little bit yeah. but the end date is 31 what? December and it is like you know it's it's amazing. Like they take over the entire kind of deck front tear area and it's which is the pedestrian part. Mhm. It's amazing. Great. It's amazing. Yeah. And and the other square up up near the cathedral, up near St. Stephen's Cathedral, another square there, they take that over. Like yeah. it is a a really really stunning city and again, like Vienna built on the Danube. Yeah. Uh, like we sailed the, the river cruise I was on sailed from the centre of Budapest up to Vienna and like okay, on the on the boat it took, you know, what 30 hours or so. Yeah. Drive time, it's it's only two hours between these two cities. So wow. they're very, very, very close. close. The people in Vienna go to Budapest. The people in Budapest go to Vienna for a day trip. You know, like yeah. it's, it's it's just so proximate. But it's a beautiful city. So you have the river and, you know, with Budapest, you are getting two cities for the price of one. Yeah, You have the pretty hilly Buda side. And then you have the, the more flat but larger city centre area called Pest. And there's a little saying that might help people understand Mm -hmm. where to go or where to stay. And the saying is pest is best. Okay. And it probably is in terms of location. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're looking for a central hotel and you want to be close to all the attractions, you want to be close to restaurants, bars and shops. You want to be close to where the airport bus is going to leave you. Pest. Pest. Okay. And then you go across to Buda, you cross the Danube and you have Buda Castle. So very like Prague in that regard, you have kind of the main city center on one side of the river. Yeah. Across the river and you have the castle district on the other side. So Prague and Budapest kind of mirror each other. And the other mirroring is that that castle district is hilly. So yeah. you know the castles obviously are built to protect like their fortified structures. So Buda Castle is right up on the hill.
0: Yeah.
1: overlooking Pest, overlooking the Danube. It's amazing. And there's a great like there's there's some beautiful architectural bridges. In Budapest connecting the Buddha and the Pest side. Yeah. First of those being the chain bridge.
0: Yeah. That's the famous in one. The, with in the, the late nineteenth century.
1: Oh stunning. Yeah. Now you can walk across it, you can get the bus across it. But once you cross it onto the Buddha side, you can get a funicular from oh, the from yeah. the ground level up to Buddha Castle, do Buddha Castle, continue on and get to Fisherman's Bastion. And for me, it, it really is the hilly pretty side and you're overlooking the rest of the city. Yeah. So so very nice. We have some hotels in Buda, but my only recommendation would be, yes, they can be cheaper, yeah. but you're going to be commuting that bit more because yeah. you're going to be, for the most part, going to see most of the attractions other than the castle and Fisherman's Bastion yeah. and the Gellert Spa, which is on the the Buddha side everything else is on the the pest pest side side, so pest is best is an easy way to remember it
0: yeah and your what would your top tips be for Budapest in terms of to see Um,
1: put some time in and do a spa day Budapest has some absolutely incredible public spas and thermal baths they've been there for hundreds of years yeah People might know the Galert, which is a really famous one. The other one is the Szechenyi. I'm never sure if I pronounced it correctly. <laughs> it's indoors and outdoors. They have, you know, in the summertime, it's amazing. In the wintertime, it is still beautiful. The outdoor pools are heated, so you can wow. still go into them, even though it's bitingly cold. It yeah. is just amazing. They have outdoor chess boards. Um, the Rudas and other spas are there. So if I was going to Budapest, I would be saying to you, give yourself a half day or a day and just indulge and visit the spa they open very early in the morning stay so open late at weekends they have spa parties okay. which are also known as sparties.
0: Sparties, <laughs> and it's kind
1: of like club techno disco yeah. fun stuff really really good so definitely do a spa half day or a full day do a river cruise okay. um, and as, as with Prague the river cruise in Vienna are nothing special The river cruises in Prague are great. The river cruises in Budapest are amazing. Do it just even for a bit of sightseeing or tie it in with a lunch or dinner. Sometimes in the evening time to see these cities illuminated and at night time and to be on a boat is just gobsmacking. Okay, So definitely do a river cruise at some point. Um, the bridges as I said are really lovely so you have the chain bridge and to walk from the chain bridge along the Danube down to the Liberty Bridge it's only about a two kilometre walk it's right on the riverbank right on the riverside of the Danube and walk on the kind of pest side so you know where the parliament building is it is a lovely just breathtaking riverside stroll and the Danube is so used and, and busy but not busy as in overly busy yeah. with traffic it's just great to see the river cruisers running year yeah. round um, just the, the way they use it for transportation and how economical you know you know transportation through these barges are compared yeah. to a, um, a a lorry i think they were saying you know one barge can be the equivalent of 200 lorries on the road wow so they use these you know they use the river very well yeah um, so that was the the spas the river cruise um the sites that you need to see are things like Buddha Castle and yeah. Fisherman Bastion on the Buddha side. Yeah. On the Pest side, you need to see the Parliament building. building. You can do a tour of it. You can do a walking tour of the city and and take in um, St. Stephen's Cathedral. Same yeah. name as the St. Yes. Stephen's Cathedral in Vienna. So plenty to do at the bridges, as I'm saying. And then if you want to do kind of the, a market and see one of the most incredible public markets like this would be like nothing we have in ireland yeah this would be size wise much much bigger than the rds for example wow. okay but on a couple of different levels okay with food and fruit and veg and fish and meat and clothes and it just goes on for miles it's down near the liberty bridge okay and so if you do the great market you can do the great market to kind of get a feel for what the locals shop in and what they do Cross Liberty Bridge and you're right at the Gallert Spa, you know. So, so you could sort of have that as your day. It's a really easy city to get around. And it's it's also one of the first cities anywhere to have a metro. They they built their first metro in 1896. Wow. And when they built the first metro, they only built it kind of like one floor below ground. Okay. So you're not like in London going down and down and uh, down yeah. to get to the metro. You are literally walking down one flight of stairs and you're on a metro. OK. And their metro line one goes from the city centre where Ferenc Ter is, um, which is Ferenc Square, out to kind of the city park. OK. It just runs along Andrashi Avenue, which is kind of the wealthy avenue of, of, of uh, Budapest. You have the opera on Andrashi. Yeah. It is really lovely. But they used to have the most amazing, beautiful, old, antique metro cars. They've taken them off, unfortunately, just yeah. in terms of age. they are gone to the museum. But the stations are 120, 130 years old. Beautiful old tile wow. stations. And as I say, you can just walk down one flight of stairs and, and go in and have a look. Public transport in Budapest is so good. Like I think we were paying. In Budapest, the currency is the foreign and like there's, uh, you know, a thousand foreign is two euros 50. So there's nearly 400 foreign to the euro. Yeah.
0: Wow. Well, yeah.
1: So, but like really affordable, really easy to do public transport, I think was two and a half thousand a day. So what's that? About 10 euros and you had yeah. a pass for the day. Wow. Great to get around. But it's also like, even though it's quite a big geographic city, once you're staying within that pest area and you're staying within the Chain Bridge and the Liberty Bridge and going inland from there, where you need to see is quite a yeah. quite a tight area, so very walkable, and again, like so, so elegant. Such yeah. a really nice city to to visit. Really affordable, and they would be the things that I would be saying. Yeah. Make sure you do.
0: And in terms of uh, your best foodie tip
1: for for well, Budapest and for Hungary, it has to be the goulash. Like yeah, you know, they love their meat, they love their paprika. Um, like they have, they have. I think Hungary supplies something ridiculous, like two thirds of the world's paprika. Like they wow. have entire regions just growing
0: F-fuprica. paprika, red
1: pepper. Wow. Um, so they love that. They're they're very meaty, great coffee shops as well. Yeah. lovely coffee shop there called uh, Café Gherbeau. Uh And when we were there, Jill, like, you know, if I was to say, like in the other cities, we haven't gone into some of the hotels, but there's a great little three star that we stayed in in Budapest called the D8.
0: D8. OK. What a
1: location. OK. Then I had a look at some of our other hotels there. We have an amazing hotel, four star, called the Continental. Feels more like a five than a four star. Stunning art deco building. Out of this world, great location, just beautiful. And if you're looking to go up to the five star, Hard Rock have a great hotel there. They took an old building, modernised it, bolted on a new building and created this lovely structure. Very cool. And it's amazing value. And as I said, like Budapest, city break wise is all around the €200 Euros per yeah. person based on two sharing, including your flights value. from Dublin or your flights from Shannon. So yeah. don't forget for Budapest, you have the option of traveling out of Shannon. For Vienna and Prague, unfortunately for now, it's pretty much a Dublin only option, but yeah. all of those cities are year round out of Dublin.
0: Yeah.
1: All of them are amazing for the Christmas markets. As yeah. we said, we can combine. If you want to combine, yeah. give us a call in, the, on, on, in, in, in Click and Go and we'll mix and match your flights into one out of the other and put the accommodation together for you.
0: And when you were in Budapest, did you go to the ruin bars?
1: No. Close.
0: There's like, uh, yeah, there's there's a good few ruin bars around the city and it's kind of like they are really kind of quirky okay. kind of places and and no, there's a few my parents, so. Oh, okay, yeah, you probably wouldn't <laughs> have gone to a ruin bar <laughs> then. But yeah, they they kind of called ruin bars and I think there was there was I don't know if it's still but there's one on Tara Street in Ireland now or in Dublin now that's kind of based trying to be based off that ruin bar. Ruin kind.
1: as in like an a old ruin. building, the ruin of an old building. Yeah. Wow. And they
0: are like some of them like they they wouldn't be like the had like kind of plastic roofs and stuff okay. over it and like oh. mismatched chairs really kind of quirky and, and fun so kind of So you've been places. in Budapest Yeah and Prague. Prague yeah.
1: So now you have to get to Vienna
0: No I have to get to Vienna that's the next one the on next the list The one in the middle so yeah. it's the easy one to get to <laughs> Yeah great well thanks for all those tips paul and thanks everyone for listening and if you'd like to follow us on our social media channels we're on facebook instagram tiktok and linkedin and if you have any suggestions or comments on our podcast please email us at podcast at thanks for listening and thanks paul
1: thanks everybody thanks. cheerio bye. thanks jill bye